0: It was not easy for me to make the decision to share my story, and what I shared was only part of the unfortunate things I endured and the deceit I have witnessed. Make no mistake, I have great people and relationships within my family on both sides, and relationships with my family members that have stood the test of time. We respect, love, encourage, pray for, and support each other. The truth just shines a light on the ones that are on the other end of that spectrum in one way or a few. One family member in particular that I trusted and even shared some of the things in Bull City Blues with, and I thought he understood me, but I was wrong. He's the one that shared a bunch of one-sided information with my dad, and he also made me out to be the hateful one, all the while putting fault on no one else. Just as if I got angry for no reason. Well, after the fallout with my dad, I confronted him with a text message and expressed my hurt because of his betrayal. I told him we need to talk. I was going to share with him all the things he didn't know. We even set up a time to talk, and when I called, he didn't answer. Then he texted to set up another time a few days later, and he finally called me about 25 minutes after our scheduled time to advise he was tired of painting, and he called me back in a day or so. He never did. Instead, he texted me to apologize for getting in our business and said we would talk later. If he called me back, like they say, grits ain't grocery, eggs ain't poultry, and Mother Nature was a man. That undoubtedly confirmed his guilt to me. But still, I've forgiven him, and I love him. If he called me today, I wouldn't speak a word about it to him because God has now given me a way to release my pain and only the people that want to hear it have to. But all of his actions did hurt me badly. After waiting days for him to call me back and he didn't, I decided to write my book because that showed me that most of the people in my family, even the ones I thought were concerned, didn't want to hear the truth and or didn't care about my pain. So anyone that this message helps should really thank him. And this is why the phrase, tears are thicker than blood, resonated so profoundly with me because I've been hurt, disappointed, and mistreated by my blood relatives more times than I care to count. And in turn, I have been embraced, comforted, protected, and had my tears wiped by people with no obligation or responsibility to do so. They loved me just because they wanted to and felt I was worthy of their care. Just because you share DNA with people doesn't mean they have your best interests at heart. In fact, some would love to see you fail at life more than strangers. Be very selective about who you share your time and space with because they will use the family card only to get close enough to plot against you. And it's okay to love family. In fact, I encourage it because it's a beautiful thing. And I so wish I had that, but you have to protect yourself from toxic people. They will ruin you and all that you love. Always remember misery loves company. Pray for them, keep your distance until God gives you the okay to let them in. And even then do it in very small doses with a very long handled spoon. It may be hard to believe, but it wasn't always this way with my siblings. We were once close, loving, and extremely supportive of each other. My half-sister and I even shared two homes as adults and raised our children together in them. And each time I wanted all the kids, hers and mine, on my side of the house because I enjoyed them so much. They were never a bother to me I knew what I had to give them would be life changing and would always stick with them no matter what. I was the protective big sister they loved and admired, and I was doing all of the giving, whether it was my time, my cars, my money, my prayers, my resources, and so on. But I wanted to. It wasn't a strain for me. I was the only one sacrificing, so as soon as those things were no longer needed from me, and I had been painted as the bad guy anyway, it was real easy for them to just walk away. They had nothing invested, and they didn't like being compared to me anyway. So they felt better about themselves with me and my kids not even being included in the family portrait, so to speak, literally and figuratively. So just like our pictures were removed from the house, they would like us to disappear in the same way just to quell their insecurities. I would meet new friends of my half-sisters, and they didn't even know I existed. It was like I was the secret sister. I know. Pretty unbelievable, right? I'm shaking my head, too. I still can't understand. But as for my parents and my relationship? In the past, my father was my very first love. He was as close to perfect as I had ever seen in a man. And I always felt loved and protected by him until... Well, you read Bull City Blues, so you know when that all changed. I won't go back into that. Because he had to be daddy in every place that there was no daddy, I feel he was just spread too thin. So I and my kids were kind of pushed to the side and became an option versus a priority as a side effect of others' bad choices and who they decided to procreate with. As sad as it is, my dad has, or at least he shows, zero empathy for my hurt and past trauma. I can only attribute that to programming and manipulation, or maybe he feels like acknowledging it means he had to find fault of my mom. But he knows how to love and how to be a good dad because I see him go above and beyond to make sure his stepchildren and step-grandkids don't have a lot of voids in their lives. In all fairness, I am a very strong woman. I do not go along to get along. I'm gonna call a duck a duck every time. And I've given my sons the tools they need to be successful. Thank God they have my strength and independent nature, as well as me to lean on for guidance and financial assistance when they fall short. So all we request or require is free. It doesn't cost my dad anything. It's just some time and some effort. Now with my mom, She just doted over me all the time, to be as humble and honest as I could be. A lot of times I would catch my mom just gazing at me and smiling as if she was in awe that I came from her. That's my honest truth. She would ask me to come to her job just so she could show me off to her coworkers and brag about her smart, beautiful daughter. I now realize it's a very fine line between admiration and envy or resentment. Well, due to things beyond my control, I did miss major milestones in my life, like prom, graduation, college. And I was asked to prom in the 10th grade, but I was fighting so much with my mom and the bearded lady at the time, I couldn't even have that conversation with her. And then later I quit school. I did find the strength inside of myself to go back to school and I worked jobs, decent jobs, until I went back to school again and started my career just me and God alone. And still, none of that was celebrated either, ever. Not even a good job. Those years and milestones are forever gone. And it's never something a child should miss outside of a family just not being able to afford to participate, as they are so important for growth and development. Back when I tried to express my hurt, I would get a kind of shoe fly response. You know how you shoe a fly away? And sometimes even a, well, damn, I'm sorry, but I'm not about to be judged for my mistakes. It was always a very defensive stance, like I was wrong for even bringing it up. As you've probably seen by now, I'm very good at expressing a thought or feeling with my words, but I can't make a person receive my words, understand how their actions hurt me, be accountable and ask for forgiveness, which is what I do if I'm wrong. It was after that time, which was the last time that I tried to have that talk with her. My dad was even there when I tried. She wouldn't receive it. I tried to talk with her about those things, tried to get an understanding, even from her side. If there was something going on that I didn't know about, I wanted to know. I wanted to understand so I could get past it. We could move on. But it didn't happen. So after that day, I did notice, looking back now, that things started to slowly unravel with my dad and my siblings. It was like a slow drip. The more she and I butted heads about disrespectful things I saw or I asked questions, the more I got crucified by her. We would always get past it until the next thing came up. And she honestly never not wanted me to be included in family things. But when you sown seeds of discord within your family, you have to know that adversely affects the peace and harmony that would otherwise be. I would hear whispers in the background of my extended family and the slanderous things said about me by my immediate family Eva. And I would think, wow, if they only knew the whole story, if they only knew my true heart and the depth of my pain, Those things on top of all the other hurtful things can leave you feeling desolate to just sit in your pain alone and then be looked at crazy when you don't help plan and attend the party, so to speak, for the ones that fostered the hurt. You're made to look like you're the problem and it's on purpose. It's all part of the game. Sadly, though, time may not be on your side and you may never get a chance to right your wrongs and fix what you single-handedly broke causing a lifelong rift in your family. My prayer today is that parents, siblings, and all relatives of if you have done any of the above and played one side of your family against the other, now is the time for you to fix it. Be honest and accountable for your part and ask for forgiveness so the healing can begin right now. Do not put it off because the longer it goes on, the harder it is to resolve. In most cases, just saying, Hey, I'm sorry. I know I hurt you or I lied on you. Please forgive me. That's all the hurt person is waiting for anyway. It's like cooling water to a painful burn. You see, one thing I know for sure, the enemy already knew vices like drugs and sex couldn't be used to motivate or hurt me. I conquered that years ago by the lack of desire to ever want to try drugs and abstaining from sex when I needed to and I've proven myself over and over since that time, but the enemy also knew that what could be used to hurt me is my family's love and loyalty. These two things alone have been the root of my pain since I was a little girl. The only relative I have seen fight for and protect me consistently was my dad's father, and he did it his whole life, as far back as I can remember. So to hear my own dad tell me that I was working for the devil, and in the presence of my nieces that are against me, as well as hearing my half-sister tell my dad more than once that I'm evil and I only care about myself. That pierced my heart like you wouldn't believe, because everything I've been to them or done for them contradicts that in a mighty way.